2: This is my first album, I Saw Tiger. There's 28 songs and 16 music videos. I saw tiger. Now I-
0: Hi, I'm Paco Romaine, and I'm George Chen, and you're listening to Subdoc, a show about documentaries. Some might say the show about documentaries, the premier show. I say let's let's
2: just say that. Yeah, it is the premier podcast about documentaries. And on today's show, we recap the compelling true crime 2020 Netflix docu
0: series, Tiger King: Murder, Money, and Madness, directed by Eric Good. Tiger King centers around Joseph Maldonado Passage, also known as Joe Exotic, who owns a roadside big cat zoo in Oklahoma. And the story ends with a murder-for-hire plot initiated by Joe Exotic. And along the way, the story brings in an eccentric cast of characters. That's, funny. That's an understatement, isn't it? Oh, man. Oh, and also, there will be
2: spoilers on this. So for if sure. you have not seen it, See it, come back, listen to this episode. I thought Tiger King, this documentary series, was outstanding and just what the world needs right now. If you're going to be self-isolated at home, this is the kind of entertainment you'll need and bring your loved ones just sit six feet away from each other. I personally love white trash weirdo Americana docs as much as the next trailer park guy and Tiger King fulfilled that need and more.
0: Yeah, I can't, I couldn't agree more, Paco. This is one where I think you and I are seeing, we haven't even discussed this really, other than just like sharing memes in a Slack yeah. channel. But uh, yeah, I noticed that Christmas name was attached to this. And I'm like, that makes total sense. It's the guy who made American Movie and Home Movie, which also f- featured a bunch of weird cat people. And he is, uh, even though he's not the director, Eric Good is the director, uh, the Christmas stamp of approval means this is going to be true weird Americana. It is a total wild ride. And I've recommended it to everyone, even my vegan sister. So I can't wait to talk about this and everyone is a true character, and it just keeps unfolding, and it sounds like they had probably 20 hours of footage they didn't even use that hit the cutting room floor. I'm like, this could be like Dune. This could be like Frank Herbert's Dune. There could just be like Son of Tiger King. I'm, I'm all for it, and my, I just told someone today, I'm like, this is like the season of Fargo that they haven't made yet. So that's my take on Tiger King.
2: Awesome. Well, that's a perfect take. And um, let's listen to this trailer. Good afternoon. My name's Joe Exotic, and this is Sarge.
1: He was like a mythical character living out in the middle of bumfuck Oklahoma, who owned 1,200 tigers and lions and bears and shit. Come here,
2: love
1: me. <laughs> Matt spoken, good looking, love to party and have fun. I don't think we're done blowing shit up today. I don't think you <laughs> are. They have a heart and a soul and a mind. I've learned from them. But Carol Baskin keeps saying, I can't have these tigers. If he ever had an enemy in his life, it was Carol Baskin.
0: Hey, all you cool cats and kittens, it's Carol at Big Cat Rescue.
1: Carol is the Mother Teresa of cats.
0: We will end the private possession of these cats. This is my way
2: of living, and nobody's going to tell me any otherwise.
0: VR training platforms, like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International, are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients.
1: As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop.
0: Learn more at meta.com slash metaverseimpact.
2: All right, so let's get into Tiger King. Um, so let me, George, let me ask you this. How did you first hear about this?
0: Um... I think I just saw like the little trailer in Netflix. Like I've been watching a lot of television on my computer sure. the last 2 weeks as we all have been. Uh, and I didn't realize until they say Joe Exotic, then like, oh, this is the same thing that that Wondery podcast was about, which I didn't really dig into too far. But, yeah, there's a whole other podcast about this story that came out on Wondery, like, last year. And, uh, yeah, so I didn't put it together until, like, the first couple minutes of this, that that was the same story. So, yeah, no, I, I came in pretty blind to this whole thing. I did not remember him from John Oliver or any of that stuff at all. So, the, I, everything was like a new information for me, which I think is a way to see this. I
2: 100% agree. I would, I'm so glad I knew nothing about Joe exotic or anything about this story. I didn't know about the podcast. I didn't know about the John Oliver stuff. All what happens in my life, because people kind of think of me as their doc recommendation, dude is people will say, have you seen dot, dot, dot yet. Mm-hmm. And I got three of these in one night. Three in one night! Oh my God! Have you watched <laughs> yeah. Tiger
0: King? Oh my shit! Uh, you know, like, and I was like, and well, not in uh, person, right? People are just texting you or like messaging you, like, dude, have you seen this shit? Like, yeah, basically. I have. I have a small handful of
2: crazy doc uh, lovers that. Ch- if they see something before me, then they'll they be like, have you—you've got to see this, dog. And so I got mm-hmm. three of those in one night. Um, and so I was like, well, shit, I'm going to watch Tiger King then. Because I saw it on Netflix.
0: I saw the little thing, and it wasn't that compelling to me, that his face yeah, orange. Yeah, yeah. the marketing assets for this left something to be desired. I'm like, okay, I don't know who that guy is. It's a guy with a mullet. Is this a joke? Like, you know, I right. didn't really know how, how many— weird every episode takes like introduces a whole new layer of information that's what I think is so good about this this is like why this could just keep unspooling and like I'm like I I think it's well done and I think it like yeah I think I, I, I I don't feel ethically weird about this for some reason I feel like there was a time like you know, like, I didn't love McMillions. I felt like there was, like, definitely some stuff left on – they, they, it's almost like they put too much information into McMillions. And in this, you could tell they were just leaving out so many threads that just could have been their own story. Like, it, it's just, like, an insane – I don't know if the, insane is not even the right word. No. Just like, a truly bizarre world. Yes. I, I could not
2: agree more. It has – like, McMillions was too long uh don't fuck with cats was a little too uh psycho and gross this has like the perfect medium to it yeah because it's
0: only got one one it doesn't even have one dead body in it no i mean of a person like it has a missing body of a person Uh, uh. but like the fact it would be a different story if they had actually been able to have hire a, a legit hitman, then this would be a completely different story. It it can only be the way it is because the stakes are not as high. As they are in all this other true crime stuff we've been watching. This is Which was also, I think, like, this was, a, was the good thing about McMillions. It was like, oh, thank God, it's just, like, it's just fraud. Right. Yeah. <laughs> or in a car accident. It's not uh, a serial killer on yeah. the loose. And this so could only
2: happen the way it happened with, like, small-town, backwoods kind of shenanigans where you have, like, an, everyone's inept. No one's good at anything they're, they do. Not a yeah. single
0: person seems to be the good Coen- at what they do. Very Cohen brothers, right? Yeah. And also, like, just like McMillian's, Florida features prominently. A lot of Florida. Uh, Will, I kind of wish Will was on this because he represents Oklahoma every time we have an Oklahoma issue. But uh, I've never been to Oklahoma. Have you, Paco? I have, yeah. I have been to Oklahoma, and it feels like when you, South Dakota,
2: Nebraska, has that same kind of feel to it to me. Um, As someone who grew up in the Midwest, you can just feel it. I mean, it's just. It's just like small town shenanigans, man. That's this entire country runs on small town shenanigans.
0: Yeah, like oh, just like people that the, the just the fact that the zoo could exist at all Shh. and be a functional thing that had any employees is here. Here is here is one quote that I liked. Was it like someone? There was it Doc Antle said it cost him a hundred grand to feed a tiger a year, and then there was just a cut to like. I can feed him for three grand, 30 grand, three grand, something like it was significant. It was like significantly proportionally a much smaller amount of money being spent in Oklahoma on these on these tigers. And I was just like, my jaw kind of dropped when that part happened. And that's, I think, episode one or two. Yeah. I'm like, what? Straight in it. Oh, oh, man.
2: And then we find out about Walmart meat like there was there's a yeah. lot that we find out about in this documentary that I didn't know exists including wrote uh-huh. these roadside zoo attractions which Nate Bargatze does a uh-huh. bit in his stand up about going to see an alligator it was like an alligator <laughs> petting zoo or exotic oh, animal oh. petting zoo yeah uh, when I when I worked with him a couple of years ago he told this story about going into this petting zoo thing and one of the alligators got out it's really fucking funny, and it reminded me of this story. This entire doc series reminded me. I think it was in South Carolina or Florida or something. I don't know if it's on yeah. a special, but if it is, it's hilarious. And it reminded okay.
0: me of this. Um, I definitely need doc. To hear that. Do you remember maybe twelve years ago, thirteen years ago, in the San Francisco Zoo a tiger got yes. loose and killed two people or
2: a kid yeah, two killed. people, yeah. I think it killed, or maybe killed one and the other one got hurt a lot or something, but yes, I do remember that.
0: Yeah, that was and, one of those things where it's like, they can jump over those fences. If they're motivated, they can jump yeah. over those fences. You gotta get, I have a cat, you motivate him, he'll get up on top of, like, he'll get on top of, like, the refrigerator, you know? Oh, you yeah. just give him motivation.
2: Oh, with ease. I mean, those—that's what they're—that's what they're bred for. Is they they and they also bite, as we find out from one of the zoo assistants that they actually will take your arm oh. off. I am I'm uh, forgetting her name,
0: unfortunately. What Kelsey is her name? Yeah, Kelsey gets her arm ripped clean off, and I think you don't find that out till episode two. Because like, I remember like seeing interviews with her and not noticing the arm, and then uh. all of a sudden noticing, oh, that she has a stub arm. Oh, wait, that other guy is an amputee. Right. What is happening at the zoo? Right, <laughs> and yeah. And there so many... Uh, so many like red herringy kind of moments with the uh, the the limbs going. Why are there always
2: documentaries with like a side character that's willing to do bizarre things for their boss, like fire festival? You know, there's always like these other em-
0: Smith. Also, I think had <laughs> something to do with <laughs> oh fire yeah. Festival
2: documentaries. documentary. There's always an employee that's like, sure, I blew him. Yeah, we <laughs> needed water, and she's like,
0: yeah, I got my arm-, arm tore off, and I went back to work five days later. Well, like- th- because both him and Doc Antle and Carol Baskin just to accept the stage you've probably seen this if you're got this far doc Antle is the guy with the soul patch who's kind of like this the rich east coast successful version of joe exotic <laughs> yes and then he went uh, to better schools basically he is like a sex cult leader um he's they're both kind of weirdly polygamist i guess polygamy and and big cats kind of have something to do with each other it makes uh sense. yeah carol baskin Seems like she's not a polygamist, but she does put her husband in a leash uh, for photos. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Um, well, yeah. she also
2: has a treasure trove of leopard print clothing, oh, and yeah. I mean, and then Joe Exotic has his underwear that you could buy in the uh, lobby of his zoo. Oh, yeah.
0: So th- no, like they're like, cult leaders. They're basically yeah. cult leaders. Yeah. Exactly.
2: And Joe, I mean, let's talk about Joe Exotic for a
0: second. Like, how do you wrap this yeah, guy up? Yeah, just a second. Just one second. That's the thing I noticed. I tried to listen to the Joe Exotic podcast, mm-hmm. and then I realized, like, there's, like, a minute spent describing what he looks like. I'm like, oh, I saw the I saw the documentary. Yeah. I don't need yeah. you to, like, describe. He's got a lot of piercings, including in a really droopy eyebrow piercing. I was like... They should just—it's like he could—his eyebrow piercing is so droopy that he could have had plugs in his eyebrow, basically like those big earplugs. Right. Uh, He could have got one of those big ones in his eyebrow hole. Oh, man. But but this guy is, like, class—I mean, like, he—to me—
2: this is this is this underpinning of America you never hear about because we talk about you know red states blue states there there is there are so many purple states because there are people who fall over under so many different categories like joe exotic is essentially a gun toting gay <laughs> polygamous big cat owning zoo entrepreneur politician Narcissist. narcissistic <laughs> mullet wearing uh you know like it's like it's so he's such a like a patchwork of America and that's what like if you actually go through America to these small towns you find people that are gay that love to shoot guns and like eat meat and you know like it's not just like you know vegans and gay people live on the coast and then you know the rest of America is this way it's like it's so mixed and I think Joe Exotic is like a classic example of like um, uh, how America actually is like you get these mixes you know
0: yeah i mean i guess he's sort of like yeah, it's like the emperor norton phenomenon in a weird way too i guess mm. it's just like someone who's like declares himself like uh, the, the you know the ruler of all he he surveys um right. but it's such like a weird like low budge version that i find I, it's fascinating well it's you like, brought up- he's much more fascinating than doc antle it oh god seems like yeah
2: yeah 100% and you brought up yeah. the Cohen brothers um and you've mentioned Cohen brothers in previous episodes that we've done and it's so cl- so right on it's like they're they the stakes are 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 low but to them they're very very high you know for mm-hmm. them these stakes are extremely high but for us we're just like eh, you know these guys kind of seem like some backwater folks but um i i think the themes of this the series is what, like, I was I thought were compelling. It's just mm-hmm. so there's so many different themes that run through this doc series. You know that mm-hmm. like greed, uh, call to personality. You know, um, friendship, betrayal. You know, it's like it's insane how much goes on in this, and then ultimately revenge. You know, revenge takes yeah. like the last <laughs> three, four episodes is it's about petty. revenge. Yeah, it's so petty. It's extremely oh, petty. And um, Carol Baskin is the receiver, I guess you would say, of Joe's hatred and need for revenge. And I, it's like if there's ever a classic example of someone who's like making their own bed, because as you guys have seen the doc now, we now know that Joe has a TV show. That he does, from a TV show and a burgeoning music empire and a zoo and two husbands and, you know, and a bleach blonde mullet. It's pretty insane. And he goes after Carol because Carol Baskin is, I guess, a big
0: cat. She's trying to, like— um, she shut down his, like, mobile operation, I think, is the beginning of the right. Feud. Well, she didn't like the fact that he
2: used the cats for petting, and it was like a petting zoo. The you cubs, know? yeah. The cubs, yeah. yeah. Like, she didn't like the fact that you that he was using them to make money, and her, at her zoo, where she keeps big cats, you apparently just can't touch them is the main difference, mm.
0: I guess, you know. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I really was torn... Like, you talk about, like, the betrayal and stuff. I'm like, I I don't know. At the end of this, I am pretty sympathetic to Joe Exotic. I don't know. How do you fall on that spectrum of, like, like, I understand him a bit more than everyone else. I feel like he is the most, like, he puts himself, he's the most vulnerable in some way. Like, he kind of doesn't have an inner life <laughs> beyond his, you know, his, his, exterior he's been portraying i mean i feel like he really puts himself he's yeah. acting up a lot but i feel like he i trust him to say what he actually thinks more than most people in this in terms of like the power players in this interesting okay yeah let me do, so do you think carol did it Do you do you think she
2: fed her late husband to the to the cats don
0: lewis yeah, um don lewis. donnie lewis the don man i i here here I need to watch it again with something I think she has a tell which is she just laughs at herself every mm-hmm. time this topic comes up or anything where yeah she could maybe be murdered she's like well that's the so ridiculous they gonna murder me uh, i just will help my cause right like yeah. she just loves laughing herself so i think i need to watch it again and be like when those quotes, like like yeah like i could even feed his hand through a meat grinder right right like, she yeah. just laughs like like one of those like a Warner like Hanna Barbera villains or something that's hilarious. um yeah i don't know i'm i definitely think he's dead He's for sure dead. That's all I got to really say. Right. And she changed the will. Yeah, she definitely did shady stuff. Um, I'm like, there was sort of like an implication that he may have crossed paths with some people on a business deal. And I'm like, I do believe that that is possible. And then she just swept in and took advantage. I think that's also a possibility. I think he he got, got rid of, for sure. Yeah. It's just a question of like, did she orchestrate or did she just uh, swoop in and, uh, take over. Well, it's weird how
2: like the first few episodes kind of send her around that. They kind of lay out the groundwork for, uh, Carol and her ex-husband and the fact that she changed the will and, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. And then it just kind of goes away. Like they kind of leave it yeah. for you, for us to like put, put it together however we want, like the ending of the Sopranos. It's like, it doesn't really, so it makes me wonder if they had actually had more information than what, than what we got. Because why else put it in the dot, you know?
0: I think, like, here, the thing, I think the point of the whole thing is it's still trying to put a hit out on someone, even if you think they're guilty of murder is, like, not your call. And I'm also, like, unclear at the point. So there's a point where he's running away, but I guess that was, like, several months after the assignment occurred. Because I was like, wait, when he was, when he is, like, leaves the zoo after Jeff... Basically calls him out and is like, I'm videotaping this whole thing. I'm like, why would he put a hit out on her then? Because at that point, like he's out of the zoo business. He's out of the whole thing. Why would so it's actually the time frame was it must have been months and months of him building up to that. Right. Uh and, and like uh Alan being sent off to Florida. Yeah. Uh Alan the the handyman uh turned a uh, very unprofessional <laughs> $3,000 hitman. That's which
2: not oh. enough. That's not enough money. Not enough money. I feel like if if you're going to have a TV show where I, you say, I am going to kill this person, then you have a mannequin and you shoot it and you do all kinds of crazy shit and you, you have a lot of hatred,
0: you're probably not going to hire a hitman then. Mm-hmm. To me, that doesn't right. compute. Right, right, right. It's kind of like it's so... It's it's the person the 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 dog that barks loudest is the least likely to have a hard yeah I don't know that <laughs> I don't know not know what what uh what phrase I'm trying to uh, I think we lay get there it. you think, get what I'm saying I think we get it I also no, like the scariest dude is the the guy who you is doesn't talk shit about killing anyone right yeah it's a teardrop tattoo <laughs> exactly and that would be his partner
2: yeah uh, low yeah yeah. Oh, Jeff, yeah. Jeff, Jeff. Oh. Lowe, Yeah. That's I mean, then there's that guy. Oh, yeah. lord. Uh, I don't even I mean, what what do you say about that dude? I mean, he just seems like a classic low stakes con man. Um Kind of high stakes. Well, <laughs> not kind of like high stakes, stakes. <laughs> but he's taking rubes. He's basically taking these yeah. rubes for their cats and their farms and their zoos, and it just seems like um, he plays with, like, low ante, basically. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, Yeah.
0: He's like, his poker people. games are low antis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, it seems like everyone who is into big cats... Uh, it's like something about having the big cat just turn them into egomaniacs, right? Or they there's were. There's got to be a connection. They were egomaniacs, and then they
2: got the big cats, and that let, let them spring freely. Um, I just I want to reiterate to our listeners how lucky we all are that we are self-isolated right now, and none of us have to go to open mics and hear people do their five-minute bit on the Tiger King.
0: Right, oh, you haven't been doing any of those virtual. I haven't done a virtual open mic yet. I feel like it's about to happen though. uh, the virtual open mic scene, yeah, um, I do wish that like we could start watching these series and having our listeners like watch along with us and we could just all comment at the same time. I think there's this is gonna be a new wave of basically live like mystery science. Theater 3000 oh. riffing is gonna start happening w- because we're all so isolated and movie theaters are like t- I'm like miss like the theme song. From the at from the vista and the movie theater, like the little popcorn music in the beginning, I right, just right. started humming that to myself yesterday. I'm just like, "What is that song? Oh my god, that <laughs> is the movie popcorn." Let's all go to the, go to lobby. the lobby. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, no, not even the one after that, the one that just shows right. the popcorn popping. Yeah, 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 and then the fizzing soda. I'm just like, right. "Oh man, I miss the movie theater, We're missing it so much."
2: Um, and then like what I my personal favorite. I so the other. Thing Thing I love about weird Americana documentaries is always the voice of reason person, who's yeah. kind of like on the side. They're generally in a bar with like a cigarette, and we got the the most classic one in oh. in this documentary. Um, you
0: talking Rick Kirkham? Are we talking Rick? Yes, Kirkham? exactly. Yeah, Kirkham. That kind of guy. my favorite until you realize what an unreliable narrator he is. Also, yes, like it's it's like then you have. I thought you were gonna talk about the other voice of reason, which we do have a clip by. Oh, no, right, just, right, right, right. Yeah, no, I was talking about belated. Kirkham who oh, apparently yeah. was so
2: uh fed up with the fact that he had worked with Joe Exotic and kind of embarrassed that he moved to Norway. Like um he moved to like a different <laughs> country and like oh, re- yeah. like completely renounced his friendship with Joe Exotic, even though you know, he worked for Inside Edition as a producer. Yeah. I mean Bill O'Reilly, is that right? Yeah. Yeah,
0: I mean that's just that's just uh, anyway, so he, he's, he had more experience than anyone in, in local television in o- Oklahoma then, for sure. Ab- oh,
2: yeah. Dude, when he waltzed in, people were just like, it's like, Steven Spielberg's here. This guy worked on TV. <laughs> but yes, you're right. So the next voice of reason is Joe. So Joe, as we all now know, Joe runs uh, for governor. Of Oklahoma. Of Oklahoma. In a failed attempt to be governor of Oklahoma, saying what he wants to say, what's on his mind, his campaign manager, Joshua Dial, in uh, the seventh episode, um, gives us this great piece of thought about what this doc should really be about. Let's listen to that. What started out as this feud between two people good and noble fight to stop cub selling, cub petting, turned into a personal and legal court battle,
1: and it just became about them. Think of that, it has to be millions of dollars, it has to be. Think of the hundreds of thousands spent investigating Joe. Think of their millions of followers, donors and whatnot. Think of how far that could go, saving these tigers in their natural habitats, We've completely lost sight
2: and lost touch of what really matters here. And that's the conservation and protection of the species of this planet. And that was Joshua Dial. That was Joe Exotic's libertarian campaign manager, really talking about what this doc should really be about, which is conserving tigers and letting them live in the wild where they should be, being concerned about the actual animals and not the money and the prestige and the fame. He basically is saying, like, it it all started off really great. It all started off with everyone loving these animals and turning into a nightmare. And I think that's what it's, for me, what was crazy was finding out there are more lions in in
0: captivity than there are
2: in the wild.
0: Yeah, like 4,000 are only about four thousand are left in the wild. Did they say like ten 000 to twelve thousand are just owned by random people in America? What? Which is in? Uh, what is that? What that, is that makes so no weird. sense to me. And what about
2: like the people like putting the tiger cubs in their luggage and like? Yeah, like, no, going, that was Jeff Lowe and yeah. his wife and his partner. Like that was going to Vegas. And, uh, I mean, when they say Vegas has everything, now I believe it. Like uh,
0: okay, I guess you can go to someone's hotel room. Species-filled suitcase, <laughs> a suitcase that has been soiled by an endangered species. Uh, Let me well, ask I, you this, yeah. George:
2: You're driving. You're driving your car. You're on some interstate in Oklahoma, Nebraska, Arkansas. You see a billboard that says "Arkansas's only
0: petting zoo with wild animals." Three exits. Do you stop? Um. Uh, okay, I'm gonna. For me, I'm gonna say no. Although the closest thing to that is when I went to Japan, I did go to an owl cafe, which is Wait. just like a, a cafe that has a bunch of owls in it. They're <laughs> okay, uh, that is tied, what you said. Yeah, they're tied to the, their feet are tied to like a post. They can't really go anywhere. Uh, there was like maybe 18 to 20 owls in a room, and then like maybe seven, eight people. Pay to drink like green tea and then go hang out with the owls. And yeah, some owls actually like being pet. So I think that's okay. There's some big ass owls where, like, yeah, there's only one specific way this owl likes to be pet, but if you do it wrong, they may take your finger. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna hang out with the little owls that like being pet. That's right. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll do, and that involved a lot of booking in advance. So that's different than, when I think of, like, what does a roadside zoo in Arkansas potentially contain? I'm like, well, maybe I'm just lucky that I've already handled a lot of mammals in my life. Like, I've handled goats. I don't really want to pet a reptile. Um, I don't really want to pet a snake. Um, I don't really I would actually be down to pet a skunk that has- oh. But like the skunks that have had their glands removed, it's pretty sad, but skunks are very cute. I'm a okay. skunk fan.
2: Oh, I didn't know that about you.
0: Yeah. Oh, and okay. bats, actual bats uh, are pretty cute. They're like little puppies. They're little face, puppy faces. They got little puppy faces on those bats. Yeah, faces. they do. Would, would you go to a bat petting place? Yeah, I, I would. Yeah. I would check out some bats. I think right. I actually had the opportunity to pet a bat. I'm trying to remember. I have photos of myself. Around a baby bat, someone's got a baby bat in their hand, and I'm like, did I I don't remember if I touched the bat. Right. I mean, I just don't want to I don't need to pet an armadillo. I don't know what else is down in our I don't need to punk pet a possum. Right. Uh I, I like looking at things. I just saw a three legged raccoon just run across uh, the street the other day, so... In Los Angeles. The animals are coming out, man. They're just coming down from the hills. I heard there are coyotes all over San Francisco now. There's
2: one about half... A, I mean, I took a picture of one the other day on my walk. It's like a block from my house in the park. There's a whole family up there.
0: Did you Have you watched the TV show 12 Monkeys at all? Because it seems very... It does feature the CDC and basically a bunch of animals running wild. I mean, we're definitely... Entering a weird zone of of human civilization right now. But uh, (laughs) sorry to digress. We can (laughs) talk about that later. Um, But yeah, no, I I don't think I would. Would you do that, Paco? Would you go to the Roadside Zoo in Arkansas?
2: I've been to one. My dad stopped at one uh, when I was a kid, and we went to a weird one in Georgia. And it Mm. was painfully gross and sad. And every animal looked tired and bored, Mm. and I hated every second of it. I thought it was horrible. Yeah. So at this point no I wouldn't go. I would love to see a uh, elephant someday. I love elephants oh, but yeah. um no I I wouldn't go because I I've seen those billboards before and I always think they're kind of fake. I didn't re- I literally did not know that you could have that many wild animals in your backyard. I did, is there are there no zoning
0: laws or like <sighs> restrictions or i I guess that's what Carol Baskin was trying to do was pass a law to pre to restrict uh big cats from being i don't I'm unclear if these are pets like they're if they're in a zoo quote unquote a zoo, I'm like, are they actually pets when there was that one moment where he's like, you just see like a mass of tigers just like running back and forth inside of a huge cage. yeah, and I was just like having an anxiety. Just yeah, thinking about... Not enough room. No. Yeah,
2: they need hundreds of miles to roam. And For and sure. then, like, seeing,
0: like, giant gorillas in cages and stuff just does not Dude, sit well with me. But. D- the chimpanzee birthday, children's birthday party that Doc Antle throws, I'm like, have you seen nothing about a chimpanzee in the last 10, 15 years? <laughs> There's so many terrible, like, stories about chimpanzees. you or know, you, rip you, your face you, off. Have you seen the Oprah interview with the woman who had her face ripped off by her neighbor's chimpanzee. No. It is scarring. I mean, it is a whole thing. It, this is like her, I think it's either her chimp or her neighbor's chimp. It ripped off her hands and her face. They do that. They do, they
2: do that. that.
0: They tear
1: I off do your hands. do not
0: fuck with
2: chimpanzees. No, and they'll go for your genitals too. I'm yeah, not, they'll do yeah. that too. No, uh, thank you. No, thank uh, you. Don't want no. it. Don't need it. Don't want it. Don't more need dangerous. it. dangerous, Actually, more dangerous than the tiger, possibly? I don't know. Were uh, you surprised at all, not to change the subject, but I'm going to, were you surprised at all that Joe's husbands turned out
0: straight? Like they were like, maybe they're bi, I guess. I guess they don't have to just. Well, what? They, I mean, I guess like they, in the case of the younger one, Maldonado, uh i'm i'm blanking on his first name but um th- with him he just seemed like kind of like a skater bro and he even tells right. that story about like well what, what kind of porn do you watch well you ain't that straight uh like you it like like, seemed like yeah they basically said he was on meth and uh the the thing that joe held over him was like his meth supply so right um right. it's on un- but they got married so like, it, it was like, and then he took Joe Schreibvogel took the last name of his like twenty three year old Mm-mm. accidentally suicided husband Mm-mm. who was most most likely straight. It, it, he took his last name. Yeah, it's very strange. There's something that they didn't get into in this doc, which the Joe Exotic podcast gets into a little bit, which is Joe had a long term first husband like a they had a 10-year marriage before uh, and 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 he died his partner his husband died of HIV complications in 2001 and they really kind of started collecting the cats in 98 so um I I think he's I here's the thing like Joe has gone through like a lot of stuff I gotta I, I I'm not excusing all of his actions I'm just like kind of understand like he was basically abandoned by his family early on. It seems like they were, I I don't know what happened after he got his mom to sign the lease for everything he he did. But, and it seemed like his dad was there as part of it too. But he, uh, I just listened to another podcast uh, as an interview with the director and producer of this where they were like, yeah, you know, Joe was actually abused as a child. I'm like, okay. So his kind of narcissism and his like, kind of like, forever teenage like 60 year old teenager kind of vibe i guess it kind of must root back to some real trauma going back there and it sounds like when he was first he was pretty much at a rock bottom when some someone was like hey do you want to try feeding this cub and i think that's the thing like i think with these other people like i think with doc antel it's definitely like become like yeah chicks love it it's a chick magnet with him i think it started as actually feeling a connection to the cats. Right. I I don't know. I mean, it definitely went way off the rails by the time he like was taking them to malls and doing magic shows right. with them and calling so yes. Exotic.
2: Well, a, I, a white guy with long hair and a ponytail that changes his name to like a yogi name is always suspect, yeah. you know?
0: Have you ever heard that interview with Mickey Rourke where he talks about how he was suicidal and the only thing that kept him from doing it was he had dogs.
2: Oh, yeah, that would do it for sure. You're like, well, I got to stay here to feed them. I love these little puppers. Yeah. I, yeah no, I, I haven't. I, I, but.
0: I Yeah, but I kind of feel like at least at one point, I think that's that was Joe's experience, and that gives me a little bit more insight to him than like Carol or Doc Antle or, you know, the, or Jeff. Jeff, uh, Jeff doesn't seem to even like his wife, right. let alone... <laughs> Any yeah. other living being? Jeff to me is still the question mark in this documentary. I'm okay, like, yeah, what is
2: the it. driving force of Jeff, and what is he? Because I felt like he's like pretty obviously a con man, but at what what stakes? Uh, like, like he just you thinks, seen
0: that many affliction shirts? <laughs> in, no, like, not this in my decade? life.
2: Not those torn. Um, a sixty year old man who dresses like a sixteen year old <laughs> skater boy. Oh um, yeah. Yikes! Oh. And then this like the like weird sexual thing with his oh. wife and the nannies and the other, they're polygamists too. It's yeah. this, I mean, dude, I think like there'd be a great talk about the swingers, the swinger culture in the United States, you know, would be make an interesting documentary and you're going to find yeah. it's going to be a lot of Trumpy conservative
0: white. Wow. Folk. That's a good point. That is a good yeah. point. Yeah. It like, will be people that you would think are family values, or you know, not at all values, and right, it's not. No,
2: it is not at all. Um, but that guy, that guy, kind of uh, befuddled me. I couldn't like with Carol. I kind of I met. People like Carol. I've completely met Carol's. I've completely met... I grew up in white, small town, white trash, Michigan. I've met Joe Exotics. I've met a lot of them. (laughs) Um, I have met some John Finley's in my life.
0: That cat, you know, his first husband that we meet that has one very long tooth. But yeah, but surprisingly, was he doing math? Because that's what happens to your teeth. I would uh, say
2: so. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. But I would say, but, but I don't know, Jeff just, I, it's like, what is his, what's the point then getting into this relation, these partnerships, <sighs> these relationships, and then end up with like nothing.
0: And he has like, he's always, just, he's like, that guy is just like. I guess, I guess I'm guess i the problem. Everyone has a... Every, I get involved with people and they all of a sudden have a problem with me. I guess I'm an asshole. He's sort of right. like... There's that... What's that Woody Allen movie? Not to talk about Woody Allen, but uh, yeah. where one of the guys... I think it's one of the, his like 80s movies. And the guy said, I accept your condemnation. And that's like his response to his wife being mad at him. It's just, I accept your condemnation. That's right, like, yeah. a, a, like, he's just like, yeah, you know, haters going to hate. That's basically yeah. Jeff Lowe's motivation. But right. okay, the two, the three, the the triad that I'm most fascinated by, which you're not going to, I don't think he, did he testify? Did James Gerritsen testify? I feel like James Gerritsen is a.k.a. the Chucky doll uh, yeah. That was a weird triangle. Was the triangle of Jeff Lowe, James Gerritsen, and Joe Exotic? It's like yeah, who who has the most? Like who, who has would you the most? Yeah, out of those like, three, who do you trust the most? Who would you trust the that's most? That's why I'm saying this is like what I'm unfortunately landing on. Of those three, I think I trust <laughs> Joe the most. Out of those three. <laughs> and I uh, because. You even to the point where like okay the filmmaker gets like it gets this great like he just shoves a phone in his pocket or something and he gets some great like candid footage yeah of James Gerritsen where he's kind of contradicting himself and yeah it's like and like those are the two snitch, guys that no you know, they're snitches they're literally snitches mm-hmm. and <laughs> that and then it's it is like one of those hilarious things because in the end actually <laughs> like. Joe snitches out people that have been supportive of him throughout this documentary. <laughs> Absolutely. He just didn't want to go to fucking jail.
2: That's why yeah. he did it. Him on that wave runner, the shot of him on the fucking wave runner where he's out on the water. and shit. Oh, James. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. James Garrison was just too fucking perfect. I know. So um, what else did we learn? We learned some new things um, in researching this documentary. One of them is the director Is seems to be kind of a New York City socialite, like uh, party boy. Yeah, Uh, there was an article on Thrillist about Eric Good. Yeah, Yeah, it was really interesting. Like it was, it's a very interesting read about like his background, the fact that he was like a socialite party boy. Kind of, Uh, he started some restaurants and some bars that were really popular, hotels, and he got into this because he was. Uh, following up on some exotic snake stuff and went to film it and saw Joe Exotic there with the um, snow leopard in his van. Oh, yeah.
0: Was it, it, was like, it wasn't Joe. It was another No, it guy, wasn't right? Joe. You're right. But yeah, it was like got yes. him on the trail of this the right. whole world of big cats. But he is also a, like a big turtle rescue guy. So that's why oh. like he knew about all these snake people. He oh. runs a turtle conservancy. So... Eric, Good, I think this is the only other documentary he's made is about Turtle Rescue. And he seems to be loaded because he ran a bunch of New York nightclubs and hotels. Right. So this is really his first documentary wow. uh, that that and anyone's sh- heard of. And it's
2: shattering and, all Netflix records. It is the number one show ever, I think, on Netflix.
0: But almost it also explains how because like I've talked to a few people that have worked on documentaries. It's like this took him five years to make. him like, oh, yeah, he had another source of income. Right. That's the only way you could do this for only five way. years. Yeah, of course. And, and not have gone to the poorhouse. Right. Uh, yeah. So a uh, uh, fascinating dude who's, like, also an animal... A obscure animal person. So right. yeah, just another weird angle that did not really get brought up. What you, I mean, occasionally you see him in the doc. What did you think when you, he would just sort of see him in the background of this I
2: liked it. I liked seeing, do- yeah. uh, filmmakers. I like seeing documentary filmmakers in their docs. I liked that it was very sparse. Um, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I like, I, I don't like it when the documentary filmmaker is like the, like Morgan Spurlock type where they're like the center, uh, or, or, you know, Michael Moore, you know,
0: there's a touch of the Jinx in here, though, like when he is trying to do this undercover stuff, like oh, when he's like going in and get that like candid footage. I was like, yeah. I'm like, "This reminds me of the Jarecki Jure- boys, <laughs> you know?" Right, yeah, the Jinx. Like how? Oh, they do that's that. interesting. But, yeah, I'm really glad
2: there just wasn't weird animation, but you didn't need it for filler in this at all. All he had to do is keep going to Joe Exotic's mu- music videos uh, as wow. the animation part. You know?
0: and how much they were shooting everything around there Holy so, uh, crap! a lot of Kirkham's footage supposedly went up in smoke but there was a ton of beer, either stuff that just made it to the YouTube channels and they yeah. had archives of that um that's another question I had like with the alligator house what's your take on that what's your theory about the alligator house burning down like inside job outside job what do you think
2: Well, I think it was completely an inside job for sure. I think there were people who didn't, was like, oh shit, I may have, who knows what you say in 500 hours of videotape. So you're like, let's just get rid of it. Let's just torch it. Yeah. I mean, that seems like the reasonable answer to me. Like they don't know what's, you know, on that tape and now things are getting a little serious, you know?
0: And also like basically crocodile tears is what you're saying.
2: Yes, definitely crocodile (laughs) tears for the alligator house. Uh. Or whatever. I mean, it's sad that there had to be animals that died for that. But, like, yeah, I think they were trying to cover their tracks for sure. And that's what happens. I don't think Carol was part of it or her weird-ass husband, Howard. Do you Um, think the antenna was an inside job? Like, that antenna planted on the roof? I don't know, dude. I think that was a red herring. I, I mean... It, it didn't make—it was very casual connection between the antenna and the FBI, I thought. They were just like, mm-hmm. the FBI has been snooping around. Here's a shot of an antenna. I mean, I think it was kind of, kind of too casual, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, just bring
0: up the paranoia, just showing his state of paranoia. I yeah. Guess. Have you noticed also that when Carol uh, was married to her first husband, uh, she was Carol Lewis? Oh. Like Lewis Carroll. Oh, through look the looking glass, yeah. following the white rabbits. Well, wow, well, well, well. We've got that's all, conspir- that's all the conspiracy. That's all the conspiracy I've got. That's yeah. it for the conspiracies. Just the white rabbit, the rabbit, the rabbit photos, the rabbit costume. That's all I got for that one. Nice. Oh man, I just the horse leg getting thrown in there. I was just like worried about all the preservatives in that Walmart meat that was going to those tigers. I'm like, you are supposed to eat. Like fucking sausage, no, or bologna. There's a lot it's of bologna on. there. Sodium, the sodium. I'm yeah. worried about diabetes in these big cats in America. That's yeah. the other thing. You you feed big cats in America. They're gonna get diabetes. They're definitely gonna get diabetes. Yikes. Um,
2: let's. Well, what did what did you like? I know what you. What did you score this? How many socks did you give this?
0: Look, my brain may be addled by being inside. Sure, I gave it this is the only ten hertz song rating I've Whoa. Given. I think it, and like are there flaws with this? Probably. Sure. But there like the wow factor overweighs the flaws. Like you can't this is like get Nothing is gonna unite America right now except for Tiger King. That is basically like it's not it's not Bernie, it's not Joe Biden, and it, I don't even agree with his politics i just think this documentary is the only thing that's going to keep america together it's the only (laughs) common common thread we're going to have until uh i meet someone who's just like i don't have netflix i don't know what you're talking about yeah and uh, i wholeheartedly agree and i it's
2: awesome that you gave this a 10 i gave it an eight um but that is the highest i've ever rated a documentary eight hertzogs um it's because it's it's so good and so fascinating. It's so twisty and turny, and the themes and the
0: people you meet. It's, uh, yeah. it's incredible. I, I'm just you, not sure I'm ready to give it a ten. I mean, uh, here's the thing. Here's why I'm giving it a ten. I think because it's like it's such a fascinating story, but you can make a fascinating story boring, right? Oh, like, it's true. just good about point. the order of the reveals, and they really like organize this in a way where. I learned like if anything, the last episode could have been longer and more in depth. And, uh, you know, clearly there were all these weird cat people they interviewed who didn't even make the final cut. Uh, but I, I mean, I think you can just look at the PBS version of the wild, wild country story to be like, well, they really botched that. Like they had, they had it. And then they just laid it out linearly. And like the key to this is that it is not laid out linearly. And like the fact that like you start the first voice you hear on this thing, I think is Rick Kirkham. Right. So it's like you get like you're, you you think is gonna be your like Sam uh, Sam Waters or Sam who's Sam the guy from Big Lebowski. Oh know? right, uh, Elliot. Sam Elliott, like, you think, like, you're getting, like, the straight right. Straight Joe from the straight Joe, yeah. and then midway through, you're like, like I had my retirement in that project. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, I worked on true TV. Oh, Inside we, edition. we need to hear from you. We need to hear from you, the person listening, you, the listener, because what the hell was going through your mind when you were watching this show? Amen. We need to know what you were going through because like, we all feel the same roller coaster of feels like we can't go to real roller coasters guys we no. just gotta go to vir- virtual documentary roller coasters send us a tweet
2: and tell us how you felt about tiger king and who was your favorite and send us a, a, a meme send us one of your favorite memes of tiger yeah. king make uh, I mean, a meme a, or we that need that a would meme be even memes. better make a meme because uh, holy crap all right george Let's get into All right, cast, this <laughs> cast This Duck.
0: Gotta
1: cast this duck. cast
0: this duck. Well, before we get into it, could it spoil to say that they're, they are making an actual version of this based on the Joe Exotic podcast? There is a TV show being planned. And there is a casting, but I don't. I'll, we can save it for the end. To the, well, they're not so. going to do it well. Are, are we not back? Are we back or not back? I, no, we're
2: back? We're back. Oh, we are back. I'm sorry, I couldn't tell. Um, <laughs> they are making a biopic about the Tiger King with with one of the weirdest castings that I've seen. And why don't you tell them?
0: Yeah. So according to the rap and a few other places, uh, Kate McKinnon signed on to a production of based on uh the the podcast joe exotic and she will play carol baskin and it's weird that is weird it is weird why? I mean, she doesn't look like her. No, it's not the same age. I guess you could age makeup her, but she not? does a ton of age makeup all the time. Yeah, but get someone who's get an older great actress. I don't. I what mean, hate that stuff. Uh, who? Okay, so let's go with that. Let's start with that. Okay. Who's your go-to for Carol Baskin. I think I have. I think I'm going to guess what you thought. Oh, that'd be fun. Let's see. What do you? What did you think?
2: Kathy Bates. Huh. I did not think of Kathy Bates for that at oh. all. I, this is going to be a – this is a weird curveball. For me, Ellen Barkin. Oh, wow. Yeah. Ellen yeah. Barkin. I, I would cast as Carol Baskin. Oh, well, they kind of sound the same, Baskin Barkin. But mm. Ellen Barkin is who I thought of.
0: Interesting. Okay, mm-hmm. so uh, I was not think- – I was kind of went a different direction for like young Carol like, uh, like when Don Lewis meets Carol, right? And I went with Florence Pugh because she oh. loves wearing those those flower, floral head wraps, which basically they love those flower crowns. <laughs> yeah, they uh, do. It's very midsummer, and uh, yeah, and uh, yeah. For I think I'm gonna say for older Carol, I, you know, Kathy Bates is a little older, but I just think acting chops wise, the sort Perfect. of menace. The sort of like laughing at her own jokes menace. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think she would do a great job. I saw Jewel about Richard Jewel that movie, and, and she. Oh, I was going to say Jewel the singer. As <laughs> <girl>. <laughs> as, yes,
2: yeah. Carol Baskin played by the Jewel. Crooked tooth.
0: Yeah. Um. Let's go, Joe Exotic. What? Who? do who'd, oh. who'd you have for Joe Exotic? You know, I feel like only Joe Exotic can play Joe Exotic. That's Whoa. I think like he. I think that's my only. I didn't really have one for Joe Exotic. Um, I was kind of thinking about some other marginal characters, but I think like, yeah, just green screen from jail, Joe Exotic. That's Wow.
2: That's interesting. Mine was Danny McBride as Joe Exotic. Oh,
0: that is very good. I love Danny McBride. Yeah. Um, he, He's got he is the a, like a Kenny Powers type yeah, character. Yeah, completely like Kenny Powers. Oh, my Powers. God. It, then you have Steve Little playing like the, the head zookeeper. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hey, Joe, it's me. Joe, it's me, Stevie. <laughs> TV. Stevie. Yeah, oh I, I think Danny McBride. Um, so, yeah, yeah I, I got some other side characters. Yeah. I don't know Let's go. Any do other side characters. Let's do Rick uh, Kirkham. Oh man, so yeah, Rick Kirkham. I oh yeah, you you were talking. You were saying that you had some side characters. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'll start from that. So I actually had a couple of side character names. Um, I thought for the f- the first husband, the guy with three teeth, uh, mm-hmm. Sean William Scott. Anyone remember that oh. guy? Yeah, dude, worth yeah. the car. Yeah, and uh, sure. Southland Tales. Uh, Right, he could do. He could nail that part pretty well, especially (laughs) that part. Like, did you know that that guy was working for the the FBI? He's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know that. Um, He's he's been great. Uh, Howard Baskin, who is Carol's husband, uh, I think Mitch McConnell. He's very Mitch McConnell vibes. Wow, you would.
2: You would you would actually cast Moscow Mitch for this. Okay, you know, interesting. You he, he
0: needs a career uh, an, an, another sideline. Let's hope uh, he's voted out this November. So, go ahead. Oh, yeah, and uh, w- did you think about Rick Kirkham? Because I, I got one for yes. Rick Kirkham. Uh, my Rick Kirkham, I'm, I'm going slightly a different direction, would be Gunter Van Hagens, the guy who came up with Body Worlds, because he always wears a black fedora in every picture he's in, uh, and uh, is also yeah. kind of menacing but uh, folksy in a menacing way. Uh, interesting. Way less of like he looks way less like a character actor than the actual Rick Kirkham. But um, right. yeah, that's my uh, throwing a German accent into this whole mix. I think would be just, just like desperately an
2: casting. It need, it desperately needs a German accent. So for Rick Kirkham, I had Hunter S. Thompson. Oh uh, wow, yeah. For Doc Antle, Bagavan Bog- Doc Antle, I had Dan
0: Aykroyd. Oh, that uh, is much better. I had heard Will Ferrell somewhere, but I'm like, oh, yeah. I I, was, yeah. I didn't want to take Will Ferrell. I couldn't think. Will it Ferrell's better, too sweet. Right. Yeah. No. Dan Aykroyd, that kind of like, yeah, like gross point blank. Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. Right.
2: Exactly. That's exactly it. Exactly. For Howard Baskin, uh, David Russell, a Stratham. David Stratham. Yeah. 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 And then for John Finley, Edward Norton in his star turning, Uh, Academy Award winning portrayal. Is it Edward uh, Norton as John Finley? Act style. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Interesting.
0: Um. Awesome. So, and is there a doc you want to pitch? Oh, man. Uh, I think what's happening right now, I think we should all be keeping <laughs> oh our like, Civil God. War journals so Ken Burns will make it through this whole thing and throw together oh, yeah. all the texts yeah. we sent each other during the plague, right. essentially. Right, right, right. Exactly. Like, exactly. Dear Mother. Yeah. Dearest yeah, Uber Eats, home. you did not deliver the macaroni and cheese I requested at the temperature exactly. that was demanded. Yeah. Uh, oh my mine Elon is Elon about tweets. Just
2: right, like right, that, yeah. right, exactly. Uh, my doc I want to pitch is about Danish astronomer Tycho Brahe. Hey, Bra.
0: Oh, yeah, Tycho uh, Brahe.
2: yeah. Yeah, Bra. So what I found out about Tycho Brahe uh, is that he owned roughly 1% of all the money in Denmark at one point, and he was super rich. Oh. He wore a nose made out of gold, and after losing his own Nose in a duel, he had a pet moose that he sent out to attend parties in his place until at one night it got so drunk it fell down a flight of stairs and died. This yeah, I want to know m- more. Moose fall. About, yeah. Moose Fall. Yeah. That was a great show in the early nineties. <laughs> um Tycho Bra uh is what I want to see. Okay, cool. So Gold Nose. Can we go back to Gold Nose for a second? I know. Well, he had his own nose cut off in a duel, and then was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna fucking rock a gold nose, man." You know, uh. that's fucking hip hop, dude. That's very hip hop. That <laughs> is,
0: in uh. fact, the Humpty Hump story. Exactly, is what happened. It is underneath that nose, it is a he is Tycho Braa. <laughs> <laughs> that's very yes. like game of thrones we've gotten it. we've entered a complete game of thrones world also like right now i think it's like you would not know if you had coronavirus because one of the symptoms is you would lose your sense of smell and right. you're not supposed to touch metal or touch your face i would be picking right. my gold nose constantly and not have a sense oh, of smell Jesus. so it'd be yeah, the worst that is for right very, now very true yeah absolutely so uh, as you have heard
2: in this wrap-up of Tiger King, both George and I loved it. We highly recommend it. If you have not seen it, please do so. If you have seen it, hit us up on Twitter. Let us know what you thought about the doc in our recap of today. Because yeah. um, I don't know if you're going to see a better documentary in the next couple months.
0: Who knows? I mean, I uh, the animal the animal treatment in here is better than the animal treatment in don't fuck with cats. So even though there is a trigger warning now, like Netflix loves putting out animal abuse uh, documentaries. Now I think that's the theme they've hit on. That's kind of odd. Yeah, you're right.
2: Yeah. Uh, But this one has at least um, more
0: interesting characters to delve on to and to spotlight. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Luca Magnata is not interesting. He is not an interesting guy. That's the thing. No. About it. Yeah, (sighs) not at all. Not at all. But, um, Got any
2: shows to plug? (laughs) (laughs) Ah, yeah, bastard. I don't. Uh, I do not. I have been teaching free voiceover classes, though. And that's been. Oh, no way. It's been a lot of fun. I will. I will come to your voiceover class. Yeah, I'll come to that. Uh, you have to to be. Yeah, I. Sign up on Facebook at VoiceOver with Pac Romaine, and I put all the information. I just do it on Zoom. I've been doing it every Monday and Friday at 1 p.m. Um, it's just intro nice. to commercial voiceover.
0: Nice. I, I I got a commercial agent, and then my commercial agent immediately got laid off like a oh, week ago. Perfect. So I was just like, do That's I perfect. have an agent anymore? Right. And apparently is I still classic. do. classic... Yeah. That is the Lee, Larry David you know. You, the do you there should be a season of Caribbean enthusiasm which is just Larry David going around touching things and being a vector for coronavirus. <laughs> 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 that is basically What is sandwich? the sandwich? I put the sandwich I picked it up I put it down again. I, I, what what is this can? Uh, I, you touched it I put it, uh, toilet paper, yeah. The, just constantly just, just a hot. disease vector yeah he's touched so many lives and and uh George, why don't you uh take us out with this? yeah we got a special music uh drop from friend of friend of the show King Cyrus King uh it's a song called it's a cover of Joe Exotic from an album of Joe exotic covers called "King Tiger King" by King Cyrus King. This is his quarantine project, and all the instruments and arrangements are by King Cyrus King, with guest appearances from John Zorn, Garcia Embleson, Gary Newman, Billy Eilish, Minnie Ripperton, Robert Fripp and Pavarotti. And that is uh, "King Cyrus King and the song "I Saw: A Tiger. Thanks, King Cyrus King. Tell- down um. For listening. You can find out more about SUPDOC at SUPDOCPodcast.com. Recapping reality since 2015. Our theme song was written by David Siegel and our show was engineered by Will Scoville. For as little as one dollar a month you can donate to the show through our Patreon page. Patreon.com slash SupDocPodcast. If you want to help us in other ways, please share the show. Join the Doc Talk and check out our hot takes, pictures,
2: and videos on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. We're Sup Doc Podcast
0: on all those platforms. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple
1: Podcasts.